providing inspiration and community for women in business of Middle Tennessee. This is Powered by Her with Tiffany and partners at Harper's Rare Books and Collectibles. Owner Louis Matheny supports local artists and we are excited to announce Andrea Kruzka Photography is having her first ever art show. It starts on July 15th in the upstairs gallery of Harper's. Harper's Rare Books is a community supporter of local arts. Reach out to Louis if you're interested in featuring your art at Harper's. To learn more about Harper's Rare Books and Collectibles, head over to harpersrarebooks.com or check them out on Facebook. So excited about our new partnership with Brandon Parrish from Mortgage Investors Group. If you are looking for financing options for a new home purchase or even refinancing your current mortgage, call Brandon. I have worked with Brandon multiple times and he has answered all of my questions in the finance process. He is available to answer questions and make the overall process feel a little less confusing and easier. Brandon Parrish, NMLS number 869942. Mortgage Investors Group is an equal housing lender, NMLS number 34391. Welcome to Powered by Her. Thank you for tuning in. I am Tiffany Anton and I am excited to have you here today. If you want to know more about Powered by Her, head over to poweredbyhercommunity.com and find out more. Today we have Ashley Gillentine right in the house um, on the gray couch is like what I like to say. Um, and she is of many things, but for the most part, your business is Local Flair PR. Yes. Thanks for coming in today, Thanks Ashley. Thanks for having me. So you um, are a great hype woman in general, just of everything. <laughs> From anything I've ever met, I met you, um, you're down in McMinnville, and um, just you're, you're a cheerleader of everything. That is how many people have described me my entire life. And so, have, yeah, have you, is that what, do you like that title? I do, I do. You, you um, of, even from a young age, I was, I was always um, described kind of as the community cheerleader and, you know, future mayor, not yeah. anything on my. No political aspirations. No political aspirations whatsoever, but. It is nice when people say that even now, or even when I was a kid, like. Well, and even, and you, and you, you have said self-proclaimed um, town busybody as yes. well, a little mm -hmm. bit, that, um, that which also. is, has like a little bit of a negative connotation <laughs> to it. Um, let me just pause right there and, and jump into, um, as a woman, mm -hmm. how do you, um, sometimes people can kind of be leery about the, the ultimate cheerleader of, of everything. Mm -hmm. How do you kind of lean into that and make that a positive role instead of a negative role? Um, I, you know, I just try to walk into organizations and individuals that I'm passionate about. Um, there's a quote, and I don't know exactly what it is, but it's, um, I was reading some stuff last night and it was about, um, you know, work that you don't like is stress. Work that you do love is passion. Yeah. And so I, I, I just always try to tap into that. And, you know, as my business has grown and kind of become established, I've been able to, you know, pick and choose the things that I'm passionate about promoting. And Well, um, and you, I feel like you're a little bit similar to me in the fact that you have this really good heart and really great amount of passion. And then people are like, wait a second. <laughs> What's going on here? You're really 
invested in this. Yeah. <laughs> and people are Sometimes like, well, it's a little intense. Yeah. That's not normal. <laughs> why, why are you so passionate about this? Um, and so that I'm sure has been something uh, over your, your lifetime that you've kind of had to hone in and figure mm -hmm. out how to express your heart and your passion in the right way. And my heart has always been for the community, for the region, mm -hmm. uh, promoting what we have to offer. And, you know, uh, sometimes, especially little towns like McMinnville, um, don't always get the best rap. So I feel like I need to sometimes like completely turn that around and, and be the inverse of the negative talk and the negative. Well, and McMinnville has such a great small business community mm -hmm. down there. There's yes. such a thriving, um, you know, there's just, they're at the cusp of, of kind of blowing up yeah, and having such amazing tourism and, yeah. and arts and just everything that's happening now. And so part of your um, motivation with entrepreneurship, you grew up in an entrepreneur home. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, so tell me about Ashley's Attic. Uh, so when I was about a year and a half old, um, I was the allergy kid, allergic to everything, uh, food, environmental, everything. And mean my, people, random yeah, people. <laughs> yeah, just, just everything. Um, and so my mom, my doctor essentially told my mom, you don't need to make her a bubble kid. You don't need to keep her, you know, in the house all the time. So do something with her. Yeah. And She's not going to die or break. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, she needs to be exposed to some allergens out there in the community. Um, but yeah, and that's a really funny way of just, you know, kind of saying, you know, she, she did something and she decided to open a business. I was the first granddaughter in the, in the family. So, um, in many generations, so I was completely spoiled by the, all the grandparents, and I had a lot of clothes, so she opened a consignment shop um, in a little upstairs room. That's where the attic comes from, and then slowly over the last 36 years, we have grown into a McMinnville's most established toy and kids store. So. And it's a boutique kind yeah. of place, yeah. and it's the place to find, you know, just the right unique mm -hmm. gift. Um, and so how how invested and involved were the, I mean at one years old I, I imagine you were just kind of like there I was there I was taking the, your first steps learning I was the how to entertainment the town raised me essentially in that store I mean so sometimes like, people bring their dog to work and yeah, people are yeah, all excited I was, about I was that. the dog at work <laughs> I, I joke even to this day that I'm the mascot for Ashley's attic yeah. people are like oh you're Ashley I'm like yeah I'm the mascot um, I don't, yeah I don't get a better title than that but no I, you know as the it's always been a thing too. Um, I do have an older brother who's 16 years older than me, but completely different life, of course, for my parents. Yeah. Um, but uh, I've always said the store is my sister. Yeah. You know, anything is... I've been interested in, the store has been interested yeah. in. So, yeah, so I grew up with a really strong role model in my mom in entrepreneurship. Um, she ran the store, she opened the store, she made all the decisions, and she was, you know, she taught me to love the community, to be involved in the community. She, you know, I didn't have your typical upbringing where I went home after school, watched cartoons and ate cereal in front of the TV. I went to work. Yeah. You know, if, if I wasn't working, I was in the back of the store doing schoolwork. I was never at home. By yourself. Sitting around. Yeah. So what, did you go through a phase of like, I hate this place. I hate this town. I don't want to be like my, you know, I, you ate, breathe, slept mm -hmm. this business. Yeah. Um. You know, it seems like most people would go through a rebellious phase of like, get me out of here. <laughs> I never really did, honestly. And I know that sounds so goody two shoes, but um, of course I, I had my moments of, of wanting to, 
be elsewhere. I did live in Murfreesboro for a year, my freshman year of college, but um, service work and the store brought me back um, where I commuted the rest of the time. Um, ended up getting an English degree and writing degree from MTSU, um, which has helped me with what I do now. But What um, was your plan to do with it? Like, what were you thinking? I had no idea. I just wanted to get some school under my belt. Um, I was the first college graduate from my family, and um, yeah, I just, they just wanted me to graduate, and I wanted to graduate as quickly as possible yeah. because I do not like school. Yeah. I don't, I'm not one of those people who wants to go back for master's and all yeah. of that stuff. Um, so I wanted to get out of there. I thought about in the last year, I think, going and getting a communications degree, but then they were like, you're going to have to stay an extra semester. And I was like, no, thanks. Yeah. Um, but actually, the English and writing have really served me well in this, in this area because so many communication people can't communicate via yeah. written word. So it's, you at some point in the last couple of years mm -hmm. decided I'm going to, you were kind of doing some, you know, you've been a mouthpiece, I'm sure, for, mm -hmm. for lots of people, for lots of things for a long time. Well, I, I actually uh, track it back to, um, you know, not only being in the store and being a mouthpiece for the store, but um, when I was like 14, 12, around there, early teens, um, I was Junior Auxiliary's little sister. It was like, a, it was in a pageant. Um, I was in pageants as a kid a little bit, not not super hardcore, but um, but Junior Auxiliary is an organization in the community that does great things with um, the youth in our community. The an event community. Yeah. They, well, you're familiar with some of the events they do, but anyway, they nominated me as Junior Auxiliary Little Sister, and um, that was my first real taste of service work, really. And just getting out there and being a spokesperson and being, you know, working with publicity. And it was essentially like a miscongeniality that was voted on by the adults involved with the pageant. Mm -hmm. So I, I was early on getting votes of confidence from the adults in my life. And, 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 it, <laughs> and in that part of, of things where you just like, I love, well, how can yeah. I do more of this? Exactly. How, and yeah. I, I kind of from there stayed involved with Junior Auxiliary. I was the youngest member for um, once I turned 21, it's the age they want you to, that's the youngest age. I had like three JA members at my store that day with applications saying, okay, you're going to, you're going to yeah. apply now. And then I became, I got involved with JA and that's one of the things that brought me back to town after I lived in Murfreesboro for a year. Um, and that just really got me started. I made so many contacts through that and I did, I learned to network. Um, and, um, really that was the jumping off point of, of all that I do now. Um, I got my first job because of a, I asked one of my fellow JA uh, friends if uh, she had an internship opportunity with one of the nonprofits, and she was like, actually, I do it at my work. So, Let me talk about, yeah. you, you said you mentioned um, networking, mm -hmm. and I, again, I, I feel maybe, obviously, I'm a woman, and that's all I know, mm -hmm. but I feel like um, women, it can be either you're too reserved and shy at networking and you, you can't really get anywhere, or you're too um, boisterous mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. too, just too much, as people like to say. Yeah. Um, how do you think that you have, over the years and all the networking you've done and all the connections you've made, what advice could you give to women to, to kind of get the most out of networking? Yeah, um, definitely be a sponge. So, you know, Make sure you know what's going on around you. Make sure you're, you have your elevator speech, you know, your few seconds of, of your little spiel about yourself, about what you represent. 
and uh, really just listen to people. I'm, I'm trying to implement into my networking and just in my general conversations, something that I've never been great at. I've, I'm, I'm very much a Leo and I'm good at talking about <laughs> I'm myself. I'm a Leo as yep, well. <laughs> yes, yes, we've had this conversation. I'm great about talking about myself, especially uh -huh. when it involves work or something that I'm passionate about. Yeah. And I sometimes forget to, uh, I forget to find out about the other person. Yeah. And I've realized that's a flaw. Um, learning from your mistakes is another biggie. Well, but, and I would imagine yeah. in a PR position, you have to learn about mm -hmm. your clients that you're working with, and that has probably helped you a lot in um, these group settings where you are networking mm -hmm. with people. And that's what I'm trying to learn is ask three questions during your talk um, of the other person. Like, be like I'm ha I have to remind myself to ask three questions so yeah. that I can so that I can take that away. And then you know, when I'm talking to this person across the room. I can be like, so do you know Tiffany? Yeah. She does power by her. She yeah. and I can talk about that. So I'm trying to really that's that's what I'm trying to hone in on. Something that I've always done a little bit of, but when it involves clients or something that I'm working with, but I'm trying to expand that to the other people in the room. So what made you decide <laughs> to start local flair? So really it was just I grew up in a small business. Um, you know, I was around small businesses and their owners and I know that they don't have necessarily the full budget to have a full marketing and advertising and public relations department. Um, they don't necessarily have the know-how to do all of that. Um, usually if they do have any sort of public relations it's gonna be you know the little sister or you know the secretary or somebody who mm -hmm. it's not their job but they're just kind of trying to pigeonhole it in. So mm -hmm. um, I started Local Flare PR um, after having some successful freelance uh, opportunities where I, you know, was helping some physicians start their practices, um, helping some businesses get up and running. Um, that was some experience I brought from River Park Hospital when I worked in the marketing department there. Um, and I just went from there and I really want to work with small businesses specifically. I want to help the mom and pops and I'm affordable. I try to keep my prices affordable enough that, you know, they're not having to spend money on a director of marketing or a well, director of public relations. And the fact that you have such a heart, you have such passion, how do you, um, I'm sure this has been a learning curve for you, how do you say, okay, I know there's a value in this and I want to give you all of my services for free, mm -hmm. I want to not mm -hmm. get paid, but this is how the world works. Exactly. Because I think women, again, struggle a bit about yeah. um, their pricing of things. Mm -hmm. And that's what I kind of coach my friends who are also working in business about, you know, don't undervalue yourself because, you know, if you undervalue yourself, other people are going to. So I've had to walk away from some opportunities when it just... How have you gone? That, how, how has that learning curve gone for you? Um, how it's ever, ever growing and I'm, yeah. I'm still working on it. I'm, yeah. I still constantly undervalue my services and my, my work. So... Um, but yeah, I've, I've worked towards it and I kind of have some numbers in my head and I adjust those as the, as the, uh, opportunities arrive. But, um, yeah, I, I definitely try to, uh, you know, keep the, keep the prices affordable yet valuable to you, valuable, well, also valuable to them. Cause if they're, you know, if they're paying me, you know, $10 a week or something, they don't think very much about it right. either. They, yeah. So speaking of, of the value, let's talk a little bit, and we've talked about, about this before, but what is the difference between marketing and PR? This is, 
this is a huge thing that I have to, I mean, that small businesses especially don't necessarily know think the about, breakdown. Right. Um, I think it all boils down to uh, paid versus earned. So marketing is more the advertising side of things, the telling people what you are, more visual, um, the paid um, advertising. So, you know, whether it's on social media or with the local newspaper or with the radio or TV station, it's the paid advertising you get. The public relations is really the side that I like to focus more on. Thriving. And that's the earned uh, respect from the community. It's events, it's sponsoring events. It's, yes, it sometimes involves money, but it's more about the, the, relationship. the relationships. And mm -hmm. that's, I've, I've tried to find a, a clever way to say that I'm a relationship specialist without sounding like a matchmaker. Yeah. Um, but I kind of am a matchmaker when yeah. it comes to businesses and organizations. You've seen that work when I've when I've done some events yes. with the Biz Foundry where I'm bringing in different clients to work. I mean, we um, have had dinner and you pull this person <laughs> in and say, hey, this is, I think you need to know each other. Mm -hmm. And hey, can you, can you bring some, some, can you bring some sponsorship money to this event yeah, and yeah. it's going to support an organization that we both support. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, public relations is more about the earned respect, the, the, which the I think people go, well, I'm, I'm putting stuff on social media. I'm, I have a Facebook page. What more do I need? So as small business owners of our, our listener group, mm -hmm. um, or just in general, I think sometimes uh, pu personal public relations mm -hmm. is important as hey, well. Everybody's um, got a brand. So tell what kind of tips or what value of importance can you put into that public relations part of? It's the most valuable in my, in my opinion. Now, I know that having worked in media in the past as well and you know, having lots of connections to media with my family and, and loved ones, um, I realized that, again, with the value, they also need to feel valuable. And so you do need to put money into that. Um, the greatest, but the greatest opportunities you have are the earned stories, the, the you know, the press releases, the articles, that stuff. But I feel like I like to, part of the relationship building in that case does bring marketing into the into the into the mix because like um, you know if I can give my local newspaper the Southern Standard a shout out um, the best the single best advertising you can do with the Southern Standard is James Clark the editor's Business Pulse column um, it's once a week everybody looks at the paper to read that when I was helping physicians start their practices I could track about 80% of new referrals from that one article. Mm. But we also don't want to turn around and just say, oh, thanks for the free advertising. Yeah. We're going to go because the standard in McMinnville, at least, is very valuable. And so um, I, like to, I like to do a healthy mix of, of paid advertising, but always try to go back to that um, earned advertising. Well, and, and with you... Um in your roots of McMinnville and you yourself, Ashley, being there for um, your whole life and, and just a relationship. I mean, a lot of these people that you're working with have probably known you since you were That's a kid. That's a huge obstacle, um, actually. An obstacle, really? <laughs> yeah. uh, because as we said, you know, I grew up in the store. People, the, the community raised me. They mm -hmm. carried me around the store. They changed my <laughs> yeah. diapers. They, yeah. All this. And sometimes it's hard to get past them seeing little Ashley. Yeah. Um, and the fact that I did choose to start this business in the town where people have that in their mind or, oh, she, she 
dated my cousin or <laughs> she, yeah. you know, went to school with my with my brother. Yeah. Um, and getting them to respect you as a. Well, and I, I would imagine, so to me, there's times where I don't, I, I'm from Michigan, yeah. I don't see, but there are times where it's like, if I were to see somebody back home visiting people, I would maybe cover yeah. my face a little bit <laughs> and say, I don't want to be, I'm not the Tiffany that, that I was, you know, 20 years ago, <laughs> mm -hmm. I'm a different person. And so that's hard, you know, and I, they probably still think of me as that mm -hmm. person I was 20 years ago. And I just don't necessarily want to change that, but, but you kind of have to change that perception of yourself. I, I've evolved. I think I've finally reached the point where most people now know me as, you know, adult public yeah, relations, yes. Ashley, but um, Ashley Wright as much yeah. as Ashley Gillentine. Exactly. I've kept Gillentine in there, um, as you said, as we talked about earlier, because I, I do think it's important to acknowledge your roots. And, um, you know, I, I try to, I try to keep, I try to keep enough of that memory of little Ashley yeah. in there for people to be like, oh, we need to listen to her, but then yeah. I need to, you know, back up what I'm saying with enough knowledge and expertise. I've just, you know, in the last five years felt comfortable calling myself an expert yeah. or, you know, a professional. Yeah. Um, and that's, you know, I guess once I got over that hurdle in my head, it helped the rest of well, the community see it. And I'm sure, you know, this is stuff that you were doing, you know, at 12, 14 years old, mm -hmm. kind of the, your Miss Congeniality title. Mm -hmm. um, it, I'm sure it's got to feel weird to be like, I'm getting... I'm making my career, I'm building a business out of doing something I love. Mm -hmm. And I think um, there's times in life that I look at people and I want, that's my greatest wish for everyone mm -hmm. on this earth is to do, be making money and building a career at something they love. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's kind of, I, I hope that everybody can strive for that. And yeah, well, and the greatest thing about having my own business and not working for a person. I'm working with people. Mm -hmm. I really like that. I really like the client aspect rather than a boss mm -hmm. or, or somebody that I'm having to answer to mm -hmm. uh, more than collaborate with. Um, that's been that's been really um, helpful in my head to separate the yeah. work from the uh, you know, the, the fun from the not fun part of work. Yeah. There's very so, little not fun part now. So you all, you, you have a local flair, but mm -hmm. you also are super involved in a million different <laughs> things. And um, one, one project that you just recently started mm -hmm. is the Ant Flow Project. Uh, and you're so, I mean, I can just, it oozes out of you mm -hmm. how excited you are about this project. I am like super jazzed about it. And, you know, I've, I've been super aware of burnout recently with, with some of my service projects and and just general stuff that I'm doing, but like Antflow has just given me just new life in, in what I'm doing, um, and it's uh, it was actually conceptualized by my friend Sydney Langford, who runs Wink Skincare Studio in McMinnville, and she pulled aside me, who we've known each other pretty much our whole lives, but and then Amanda Lowe, who runs Lemon Clothing and Cosmetics in McMinnville. Um, she pulled us together and we kind of started chatting about this idea of providing period products and hygiene items to the local public schools and other organizations. Um, just making sure kids all over the community are taken care of in that regard because it's not something that people, either it's not something they think of or it's not something they uh, are comfortable talking about. Mm -hmm. So uh, we started in June of 21 and it has just exploded. There just There's not a week that goes by that we don't have Donations. Um, donations coming in dropped off yeah um, it's amazing but yeah the ant flow initiative um started by the three of us it's it's 
primarily about collecting those supplies and getting them out there. And we've now covered all 11 local public schools, um, one in Cannon County accidentally. That's a whole nother story, uh, looking to fully expand into Cannon County soon. Um, and also several organizations like the Homeless Initiative in Warren County, the, even the Senior Center has gotten some stuff from us. Um, so yeah, we're really, we're really trying to do you make an impact there. Do you in anticipate your philanthropic work? Is that kind of um, what you would consider people have hobbies and they knit or they call paint or whatever? Is that, are your philanthropic hobbies, are they hobbies to you or do you anticipate it's, that Ant Flow no, could be a bigger? It's, it's the reason I work. Yeah. Um, I, you know, some people have kids. I don't have kids. Some people have, you know, families they need to support, all of that. I, I have, I mean, I have wonderful family that I take care of. Um, wonderful husband, Seth Wright, who's a graphic designer. Um, but yeah, my service work is why I work. Yeah. I want to have the funds and the money yeah. and the influence to be able to do that. Yeah. Um, and that's, I mean, that's what drives me. I, I think it's important for people to have something behind what they do. And um, it reminds me to, you know, to, take some time for myself but also to take some time to be able to do all these things um, I instead think of just working all the sometimes time. Sometimes doing for others is at least for me and maybe this is different for other people but it is doing for myself mm -hmm. and it, it fills my cup to be able to provide and, and pour into other people and, and I mean, it really makes me feel better about myself. Yeah, the, I mean the endorphins alone is, mm -hmm. is worth it sometimes you know I give an extra, you know, ten dollar tip to a waitress at a restaurant, and I feel I feel great yeah. for the next yeah. two hours. So, um, I think that's healthier than a drug or yeah. or other vice. Yeah. So, so where do you see um, where do you see local flair going? Where do you see your public relations? Do you do you um, feel like you'll hire people and have a team? I really don't ever see me having employees. Um, I don't think that's the model I'm going for. I want to keep it small enough that I can control most of it. Definitely. Some of us Leos have control issues. Yeah, <laughs> maybe, maybe a little. Um, but no, I definitely already collaborate with some other professionals that do things that I don't like to do or don't mm -hmm. enjoy doing um, or can't do. Um, I'm, I've become very good in the last few years about saying, Oh, I can't do that. Mm -hmm. I don't care to do that. Yeah. Let me get you somebody who can. And um, I'd love for a local Flair PR to be kind of a, a resource where I can feed other um, other professionals uh, business. Be a connector. Um, and yeah, yeah. I, I'm always about collaborating and finding finding the relationships that the sometimes unlikely relationships and partnerships, but. Um, yeah, I don't see me growing to a point where it's just like, you know, local flair PR is a uh, national or even a regional yeah. thing in yeah. the state. I don't, I don't want to go there. I want to keep it, I want to keep it uh, small enough that I can still sometimes sleep until 11 o'clock in the morning. Um, <laughs> so how can people find local flair if they're interested? Um, Local Flare PR on uh, Instagram is where I do most of my work. Um, you can also get in touch with me at 931-607-6599. And, of course, I'm also on Facebook. But, um, yeah, give me a call. Shoot me a text. Um, I, we were joking earlier. I, as for a PR person, I'm really terrible about promoting myself. Um, and about working on my own stuff because I'm so jazzed about getting my clients out there. Yeah. So 
um, really, I, I, uh, I put a lot of work into my clients and, and what I do for them. But you are, um, people can find you oh, on people, social yeah. media. And, uh, Instagram's the best. Yeah. That's where I, I do stories and, and try to, try to keep the content going there. Um, and one thing that we're excited about too is that later in June, mm -hmm. Power by Her is coming to so McMinnville. Excited. We're going to have our first lunch down there. Speaking with, of collaborations. With the Ant Flow um, <laughs> founders, we're yes. going to have a, a, a lunch and, and a panel with you guys. Mm -hmm. And so I'm really excited. So everybody should look for that um, coming cool. up near the end of June. And um, we will see you there. So thank yeah. you, Ashley, so much for coming thank in and telling us your me. story. Ashley Gillentine Wright with Local Flare PR. If you want to know more, about Powered by Her Community, head over to poweredbyhercommunity.com. Don't forget to like, share, comment on the podcast, let people know what's going on so that more people can hear all these amazing stories of all the women in the area that we are able to feature. Thanks for tuning in. Be sure to call Brandon Parrish at Mortgage Investors Group of Cookville. Brandon Parrish, NMLS number 869942. Mortgage Investors Group is an equal housing lender, NMLS number 34391.